Hey, welcome back for week three of Listen, where we're tuning in to what conversations you are having and maybe some of the, the challenges you're having during this season of life. Ultimately, we want to listen. We want to pay attention. We want to learn. And uh, we've got some great feedback and just l tuning into the conversations happening around us. I think today's talk is going to hit some people in a place where uh, it will encourage you and open your eyes and really move your hearts. Let's jump in. Today we're talking about truth. And in John 14, 6 through 7, Jesus says this. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Uh, life can be overwhelming, right? But we've found the way to true life and peace of mind through a growing relationship with Jesus. And this word true, when we say that, that we have found the way to true life, this word true is so important because through the lens of the one who created us, we can see truth beyond any bias, beyond any agenda, beyond any dialogue or narrative going on around us. We can find truth, which is often that third option as Miles McPherson challenged us a couple weeks ago. We can choose the option of truth, which is Jesus. Our big idea today is Jesus is the way to truth. Jesus is the way to truth. And I, I want to ask some questions here. Kids, kids, listen up here. I got a question. Have you ever been told by your parents, okay, now, tell me the truth, right? How many? You've been asked to tell the truth by your parents. Parents, think about that situation. Think about the moment that led up to you having to approach that conversation and say, are you telling me the truth? It often happens when something goes wrong or, or there's an issue of some sort and you're confident this child was involved in it. And so you ask him a question and it's instant denial. Isn't that our quick response? Instant denial. And, uh, and you're like, now tell me the truth, right? We get to that moment. Okay, in our home, let me give you some examples. Um, in our home, Who's used the last of the toilet paper and didn't put a new roll in the bathroom, right? Uh, how about who left this empty box of cereal in the pantry on the shelf and didn't throw the box away constantly? Who used up the butter? Now the butter's hard. I got to pull it out of the refrigerator. It's not going to spread on the toast. Uh, who ate the cookies? Where did they all go? Tell me the truth, right? Does this conversation happen? Okay, let's get personal. Who plugged the toilet and didn't tell anybody? Nobody went to the bathroom in the last five days. Nobody did this for real. Tell me the truth. Have you had these conversations? I don't know what they're like in your home, but our home is like that. And we talked last week about where the instant denial comes from or where that temptation to 
uh, say, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, when we know it was us, right? That's an evil desire that's raising up that encourages us to lie, to not tell the truth. And yet truth is something the Holy Spirit is actually working on the inside of us to tell. God promises God promises us that these desires, these evil desires, can be subdued and that the actual heart of telling the truth is found in our heart by way of a relationship with Jesus. When we give our life to Jesus, he gives us the Holy Spirit to work in us, within us, so that we can see truth, tell the truth, live out the truth. He is the truth. And I have had so many conversations uh, recently, within the last few months, where people are saying phrases like, I just don't know who to believe. Or, I just don't know if people are telling me the truth. Or, I just don't know what is true anymore. There is no more important time than right now in our lifetime, to know the truth, to be able to point others towards the truth than right now. As followers of Jesus, our source of truth is God. As followers of Jesus, we have access through the scriptures, through endless revelation of truth by the power of the Holy Spirit within us. (laughs) This is crazy. And it's our one thought today. The Holy Spirit guides us to truth. The Holy Spirit guides us to truth. Listen to this writing in John. It's Jesus speaking in John 14, 15. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but I will see, or but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. We have access to the truth through our salvation by faith in Jesus. And we have been made what scripture calls the temple of the Holy Spirit. So what you can read in the Old Testament about the followers of of God and, and his holy people moving around a temple, that now through faith in Jesus and him giving us this advocate, this this truth, the Holy Spirit who will lead us to all truth from within us, right? We have become the actual temple of the Holy Spirit. And so now 
The church is no longer a building or a temple we have to move around. Uh, the church is not a, a day of the week or an hour of the day. The church is made up of people, temples of the Holy Spirit, who are followers of Jesus going amongst the community, taking truth and the wisdom of God wherever they go. The collective church is people who are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. We've got to be the church on mission and alive with truth right now. And I think we've been introspecting over the last few months. I mean, we've been looking at what methods we've used for 2,000 years as the church. And we're realizing in a moment like this, some things that other countries have realized. And that's that the power of the gospel can continue and must continue through us individually. Uh, the mission is that we grow our relationship so we can see truth in such a pure way that we can share it with others, others around us that are asking questions like, well, what is truth? What, what is truth? We must attempt to do everything in our power to follow Jesus faithfully and help others follow Jesus and grow in their relationship with Jesus. And when I say we, it's not we, the organizational church. It's not we, the pastors of open life. It's we, the people who are the people leading people, right? So it's like we need to, all of us need to be the church to the world around us, need to be aware of the truth, be in tune like never before with the Holy Spirit so that we can help people see clearly through the noise and find truth. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 5 gives us a warning. Paul writes to Timothy and says, a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They'll follow their own desires They'll actually look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear, and they will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you, <laughs> but you, right, should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news faithfully carry out the ministry God has given you. We're in a time where ears are demanding hearing what they want to hear. And it's been that way for years, but right now it seems clearer than ever. We are in a hard season right now. And one that requires us to work harder at our relationship with Jesus individually than we ever have before to keep that truth clear, to keep that voice of the Holy Spirit as loud as possible for us to listen. And the mission, we're challenged here to carry out, keep a clear mind, carry out this mission right now in a greater way than ever before because the world around us needs Jesus like never before. We must be in tune with God and we must not be led astray by what people are demanding to hear. He guides us to discern if we are being led by the wisdom of man, this is a great promise, or the wisdom that is from God alone. Listen to this passage from 1 John 4, 4. You belong to God, 
my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. Are we listening to God? Is our point of instruction and growth and life coming from the scripture? Or is it our social feed, our YouTube subscriptions, our news feed? We need the word of God to be what's speaking truth into our spirit. And the truth we're living out needs to be from here. From the age of four to 15, I grew up on a 365 acre farm. I kind of look like a farmer, I know. Uh, no, just joking, but I did, seriously. And uh, we had every kind of animal you can imagine, including two draft horses. And we had a massive garden. My dad, I remember him going out and I would help as a little boy coming out and, and hitching up the horses to prepare the garden. And we had like the old school, I know I don't look old enough for this, but we literally had the old school plow that the horses would pull and that he would like chase along the back of the horses and, and getting the garden ready, plows and, and discs and, and rakes and things that they would pull along to prepare the soil. And I remember him getting the draft horses ready and they're all kind of harness pieces that he would have to connect. But the one that I, I, I was thinking of in consideration of today's subject was these big leather blinders, these big black blinders that he would put on the two draft horses. And, and I remember being like, why, why are these things on the draft horses? Well, he would put them on the draft horses so that one, they would not distract each other. And another, they would not look behind them. He wanted to keep their focus straight ahead so that they would plow where he wanted them to plow and not be distracted by all the things going on around them or behind them. And, uh, and, and it made such a difference for them to have on those blinders. So I don't know, put, put your hands up like this and, and do it with me, right? It makes a difference. If, if you're trying not to be distracted, just look at the amount of things you can see and the amount of noise of the world you're taking in that way and this way. Well, Thad, are you telling me I need to go through life blind? No, I want you to have focus. I, I want your eyes to be open and I want you to have focus so that you're not giving way to all the distractions. I think it was Joshua, right? <laughs> Where in the book of Joshua, if you, it's a quick read if you wanna read it, but God encouraged him, don't turn to the left, don't turn to the right, but be courageous right? That's the heart of God. He wants us to go this way. And he gives us the truth. And he wants our eyes to be focused on the truth in a season where the world is clamoring with noise. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has a megaphone. Essentially, this is what the Holy Spirit is doing in our heart. 
And when we're growing our relationship with God, the Holy Spirit is bringing our heart into focus on truth. We can discern the truth quicker. We don't get distracted by something that's close to the truth, but a lie. Now, the Holy Spirit is helping you not get distracted by the things around you that just want to pull you away from your relationship with Jesus. It might not make sense to everyone, but we can be the voice of wisdom in the world around us. And it might just be that we can encourage other followers of Jesus with the voice of wisdom because the world just might not listen to us in every day and age. Final passage, listen to Ephesians 5.8. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. Live as people of light, for the light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Man, we need to live as people of light producing what is good, right, and true, which leads us to our action point. Live as people of truth. Truth. The world needs truth like never before. And you know how they're going to get it? From you and me, individually. And that way we're going to stir that truth up and be able to hear that voice of the Holy Spirit and that check and understand truth is we have to be connecting with God and each other. We have to be connecting with God in our time in the scripture and the Bible. The way we know the truth is to be reading it. The way we know the, the word of God or the will of God is to know his word. So we need to daily be reading it so that we can recognize when something's a little off. You know, I've heard the illustration forever that the way you know a counterfeit $100 bill is not studying the counterfeits. You study the actual $100 bill, then you could recognize any counterfeit. We don't want to be experts on one type of counterfeit. We want to be experts on the true $100 bill. We want to be experts on the Word of God. So when we get a contrary close but contrary opinion to the will of God, we can sense the check in our spirit. And the constant conversation with God helps that. Prayer, right? We need Bible. We need prayer in connecting with God and each other. We need to be praying like never before. Maybe that's a discipline the church, well, it is a discipline the church is weekend. We need more prayer. We need to pray more for each other. We need to pray more individually. We need to believe for great things. In fact, something great to believe in would be for those who don't know Jesus in your world to know Jesus. We should be praying for people by name that we know who don't know Jesus because they can't find the way to the truth right now and it's eating them alive. We want to lead people into all truth, which final encouragement in connecting with God and each other here if we want to live as people of truth, we have to connect with other followers of Jesus. We got to be connecting with people who follow Jesus. As the church, we have to be connecting with people. I'm so glad that we can find moments to gather together in person, but we need to be gathering together in, in group environments as well as people, as the church, as followers of Jesus, to have conversations around the word 
to have conversations around scripture, to pray together, to follow Jesus together and encourage one another because when we go out and speak the truth and we're loving people and we're serving people in ways that are challenging in today's environment, it can tear us down and make us wonder if we're doing right. But when we come together as followers of Jesus and we breathe encouragement and build one another up, then all of a sudden we realize I'm on the right mission and I need to not grow weary in doing good. God, pray for you. God, pray for all of you who are watching today to be active as the church, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the ones who can discern the truth in the world today. God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to open your word. We have an opportunity to know the truth. You are the truth. And I pray as we grow in our relationship with you, we'd even be able to discern that much greater the times that we're in and, and the truth that is around us. And that God, you'll help us to uh, be those who would lead with love, but, but live the truth in people's lives around us. That we would not give in to the noise, but Lord, we would put our focus on you. That you would help by the power of the Holy Spirit in each of our hearts, focus in on you in a greater way in the coming week so that God, we can be those who could discern the truth and we could share Jesus in a very genuine way with those whom we're praying for so that they themselves can discern the truth in a time where it's really hard to figure out. God, I pray for uh, jobs. I pray for health. I just pray for the church, Lord, to come together Lord, I pray for people to, to formulate groups, whether they're gathering like a ladies' night out or we want to do something with the men here in the next few weeks. I pray that, God, you would uh, also allow just, just everybody to find moments where they can safely get together and talk and grow in you and really focus in on your heart for the world around us. Raise us up as the church like never before. Help us be active on mission with Jesus this summer. We thank you for this opportunity to grow. In your name we pray, amen. Amen, have a great, great week. We'll see you next weekend.